The following is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about them, Cowboys? Yeah! Go Cowboys! This, this is Talking Cowboys. Streaming live from the Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Touchdown! Street And now, your hosts, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Walker, and Kyle Yeomans. It's time for an off-season edition of Talking Cowboys, presented by Black Rifle Coffee Company, the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. Welcome into the SWBC studios at the Star in Frisco. We're about to break down more Cowboys news throughout the offseason. Of course, we are 16 days away from the NFL draft. We'll talk a little bit of draft, but we're going to talk a little bit of wide receiver today mm. as well. Some news breaking, maybe not with the Cowboys, but around a potential Cowboys target at one point in time. Alongside Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey Walker, we've got Chris Beam running everything in the back. I'm Kyle Yeomans. Gentlemen, how we doing? Fantastic. How you doing, Isaiah? I'm good, man. How about yourself? I'm good. Yeah. So, uh... As much as we miss talking about it, mm-hmm. as much as we wanted to talk about it over and over and over and over again, and yeah. I mean, we built it into the rundown because that's exactly what fans want to hear, right? They want to hear about Odell Beckham Jr. That's what they want. And we miss, we miss talking about it. That's what they want. But guess what? That saga is officially over. That's right. The door is officially closed. That's right. Odell Beckham Jr. is signed with the Baltimore Ravens. <sighs> I, the number is I know. just staggering. It's, just, it's it's hard to say. Is it? Up, I didn't get their actual numbers. I heard the up to it's numbers. So, it's fifteen guaranteed. Yeah, three one, million one incentives. Year. Great job, front office. Yeah. <laughs> so that was going to be the topic of that, conversation. That is it. That's Would you rather have Brandon Cooks, who you got this offseason, you had to trade a fifth round pick for him, or? Would you rather have Odell Beckham Jr. and pay the price tag that the Ravens just paid for him? Fifteen million over one year, eight up to eighteen million this season. It's not that simple of a question, Kyle. What do you mean? I you know why it's not that simple. simple? It's not that simple. It's so simple. It's pretty it's, simple. It's, it's, it's pretty simple. It's simple, but it's not simple. Tell me why. So complicated. I'm a complicated. <laughs> Listen up. With with Brandon Cooks, right? Half of his contract or a majority of his contract is being covered by his former team. Right? Yeah. So by having having him on the team, you do not. You don't, you don't, you don't strap yourself, right? You don't hand strap yourself to not being able to acquire more people, right? Okay, so by having Brandon Cooks, you have a a, a a deep threat, which is what you needed. Sure. Okay, you have somebody who's accomplished, which is what you needed. You have somebody who is smart, which is what you needed. Who's going to allow for you to run the offense that you want to run? You have somebody who has multiple thousand yard seasons, which is what you wanted. Mm-hmm. Right. And all of a sudden now you're still in a position where you can still go out and acquire more guys if you want to. Not only through the draft, but you can still go through free agency, should you please, and acquire more guys. Flip the script. You go over to Odell Beckham. Had you acquired Odell Beckham for the number that he was just acquired for yeah. by the Baltimore Ravens, you now are not in a position to go out and continue adding to that position group or any other position group. So 
I say it's not as simple because it's not as much. It's not as simple as a Brandon Cooks versus Odell Beckham. It's not. It's not just those two side by side. It's looking at it and saying, "Hey, what did the front office have to take into account to be able to make an educated, informed decision by making this decision to go with Brandon Cooks, who might not be as dynamic of a receiver as Odell Beckham has been at one point in time. We don't know where he's at now. Mm-hmm. However." He is good, pretty doggone good receiver. You add him to a roster that already has another really good receiver on your roster on the opposite side now, and you still can go add pieces. That's why I say it's not as simple, but it is simple. You know what's funny to me, and, and I tweeted it, but I'm going to say it here again. Odell Beckham Jr., he hopped on Twitter when the rumors were running rampant that he was asking for close to $20 million, and he made sure that he tweeted, who said I was asking for up to $20 million? I'm just saying four is not enough. And fast forward to now, Baltimore Ravens, $18 million, max value, <laughs> 15 guaranteed. I know some people say, oh, well, the 18 is the max value. Hear me out. 15 is guaranteed between his signing bonus and his 15 guaranteed. is guaranteed with an opportunity to earn up to 18. I would have preferred Brandon Cooks over a $12 million Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. So I most certainly prefer him over a $15 million guaranteed Odell Beckham Jr. And that is before I start fa- start factoring in what you were talking about, Isaiah, mm-hmm. what Kyle knows so eloquently. Mm-hmm. Two torn ACLs, and he's over the 30-year-old horizon. Dos. Okay? But also, Brandon Cooks has one more 1,000-yard receiving season than does Odell Beckham Jr. So we know what Odell Beckham Jr. was in his prime, in his years with the New York Giants. But we also know that while he's still highly productive, he's also not that New York Giants guy. We don't know that Brandon Cooks is still not in his prime. Right, Brandon Cooks hasn't had durability issues. He's well rested. Season-ending issues, especially is coming well off rested. of that, well especially yep. coming off of last season and his his spat with yeah. the Texans, and he was just that wasn't right. So his rep count, okay, he's rested, healthy. he's healthy, 100%. rejuvenated. He's where he wants to be, right? So kudos to Odell Beckham Jr. because I think we can all agree. We're all player advocates when it comes to getting your bag. Get 100% go and get your bag. Congratulations, Odell Beckham Absolutely. Jr. You got a team to almost pay your, your asking price. Mm-hmm. But from a cowboy standpoint, in no version of the multiverse was I going to be okay with Odell Beckham Jr. at 12-plus, let alone 15 yeah. with a max of 18. I, I'm on record on the show and on every other podcast that I've been on saying I would have preferred a, a reunion with T.Y. Hilton over a more expensive uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. You, so what do you do? I, you go I, and get Brandon Cooks. Still want T.Y. I'm fine. I, I still want T.Y. Still this was – I'm glad you said that. Mailbag question this week, does T.Y. Hilton still fit into this mix? Yes. I think he does, but from a player standpoint – Having proven that you can still be an impact guy, you're healthy now, I think his value exceeds what his fit would be here in Dallas. So I think if you're T.Y. Hilton, you're saying, I can get more playing time and a higher salary somewhere else. Now, that higher salary won't be $15 million guaranteed. Nah. But it'll be higher than what the Cowboys would pay simply because the Cowboys wouldn't need as much from him in 2023, so they wouldn't pay him as much. So from a player standpoint, I don't know that he would acquiesce to that. From a team standpoint, absolutely. Give me all the the talent. Yeah. Give me all the former pro bowlers. Give, you, give me all. Do you really think that Dallas would lowball him much more? I don't. Than he would I wouldn't call market? it a lowball. I wouldn't call it a lowball. I'm talking about Ty. Ty. I don't. It's I don't, the value versus yes. need equation. Yeah, so yeah, I don't yeah. think it would be lowballing. I think if you, from a player standpoint, he might view it as lowballing. What would you give Ty? Uh, two. 
Okay. I give him two. Does but I think that's too low here's, here's, from his standpoint, and that's fair. Here's my thing about T.Y. that people don't necessarily realize. It's not – this isn't Madden. This isn't just going and picking up a guy because no. he's on the street. Oh. T.Y. did not play in the regular season or for much of the regular season last year <laughs> because he didn't want to. Mm-hmm. He wanted to be around his kids. He wanted to watch his family grow up. He wanted to be able to attend high school sporting events. He wanted to be able to live his life a little bit around his family. T.Y. came in ready to go. Yep. And credit to him for that. Absolutely. Veteran move, ready to go, came in and, and made an impact immediately. So with that being said, just because he came in ready to go and he made an impact and the Cowboys, of course, loved him and he came in and did what he needed to do and, and did his job doesn't mean he wants to turn back around and go to training camp. Understood. Doesn't mean he doesn't want to That's go back good. around and go to the, the week one. So keep that in mind. Yes, if the Cowboys want him, Go get him. Absolutely. Because I think as a veteran presence in that room, he helped. I think if you add him into the mix with a Brandon Cooks, a Michael Gallup, a CD Lamb, that is a nasty, <laughs> nasty trio. And you've Plus got some young pick. guys. Plus yeah. the draft pick. You've got young guys. You'll probably grab one in the draft as well. We'll see about that. That's going to be a topic of conversation in a second. But if you want to go get T.Y. Hilton, do it. But T.Y. Hilton's going to have to return that. He's going to have to want that. So don't think that it's it's cut and dry. Does Kyle, do you want him? Absolutely. Yes. I do. I do as well. T.Y.'s dessert, guys. He's the cherry on top. He's He's, he's sprinkles. And sprinkles are for winners. And you know, the thing is, he's dessert. End of the year, December, you need a guy. You call T.Y. Yeah. I like it. Which I'm cool with. Put on a t-shirt. Put on a t-shirt. He's the dessert. (laughs) He's the the thank you. T.Y. In December, December, if you need a guy, call T.Y. All right. So Patrick (laughs) brought this up. Patrick alluded to this. First, I want to hit the actual, like the exact numbers on Odell Beckham's contract. 13.835 guaranteed at signing. 15 million average up to 18 million in bonuses. He's only a $4 million cap hit this year. But then the Ravens are going to sprinkle that out over the next four years. Sprinkle me, man. Starting with next year, with he may not even be on the roster, but his cap hit's going to be close to $11 million. So that's not going to be great. Dead cap of $11 million, that's mm-hmm. a lot. Uh, but yeah, then on the other side, Brandon Cooks, he counts as $6 million against the cap. But the- that's half and half with the Texans. Who's throwing him the ball? We don't know yet. They don't know yet. It's now, either going to be so, Tyler Huntley, Lamar Jackson, or insert name here. Who and, really knows? Reportedly, Lamar was in on trying to help recruit um, OBJ, but it, that doesn't mean that all is well. <laughs> suddenly, do with my money. Yeah, that, that ain't got nothing to do with my money. Mean all is well. Suddenly in Happy Land. So <laughs> I, it's just a perk. To That's answer all your question, is. no clue. Isaiah, yeah. no clue. So oh, Harbaugh, are, with, <laughs> Harbaugh's going to be throwing the ball too. With the Cowboys' current <laughs> wide receiver situation, current wide receiver situation right now, you've got number one, C.D. Lamb. Mm-hmm. Number two, Brandon Cooks. Number three, maybe two B if you really want to look at it. However you want, Michael Gallup. And then you have these other names like a Simi Fajoko who hasn't necessarily stepped well, up. Let's talk in a about the guarantees. Way. Those three plus Turpin, he's going to be there. He'll that, be there. Four. Yeah. So mm-hmm. usually you carry five receivers. Active. Active. Maybe six if, if you have a special team. So maybe six. We'll I'd think about six. six. Yeah, I'd yeah. say six. So you got two spots. Are you okay with where you're at right now or do you go spend it? I'm not going to I'm not going to say a draft pick. I'm going to say a premium draft pick. At wide receiver. Do you go get one of those Jackson Smith and Jigbas if he falls? Or a Quinston Johnson from TCU if he falls? 
Do you go get a premium first round, second round, maybe even third round wide receiver like you did last year with Jalen Tolbert, knowing what you have back here at home? With the addition of Cooks, I'm probably out as a, on a first rounder. Okay. I'm not out on the second and third round. I'm certainly not out on the third because I'm not out on the second. So if the Cowboys stand pat at 58 and they grab one of these wide receivers at 58, I'm completely fine with that. Because if you look at the Cook situation, it's not a long-term situation as we have this conversation. So you're going to – while you're about to be able to enjoy Cooks for 2023, you also need to have the duality of being able to look beyond 2023 and say, okay, who's going to be the long-term complementary piece for CeeDee Lamb? We hope it's Michael Gallup, but if we want to keep it as a three-headed monster – because we know how effective and dynamic this offense can be with a three-headed monster wide receiver, then, yes, you're going to need a post-Cooks plan right now, effective this April. So, yeah, I'm completely fine with it that second round, in the second round and most certainly in the third. The reason I would shy away from it in the first uh, is because I'm still looking at you know offensive line, for example. So knowing that and if you're on the clock at 26, and let's just assume that Bijan is long gone. You're on the clock at 26, Bijan is long gone, and you have either Torrance or Avila still sitting there, you don't take a wide receiver. you got to put somebody in front of Dak Prescott to help protect that man. And then you circle back in the second round and you say, okay, well, what do we have here? And then mm-hmm. you go from there. Some of the second-round receivers on my board. Quentin Johnston is the top of that list. He's very much so a borderline first-round, second-round grade for me. Zay Flowers from Boston College. Rasheed Rice from SMU. Jalen Hyatt from Tennessee. Josh Downs, North Carolina. Parker Washington, Penn State. And Marvin Mims from Oklahoma. There are options in the second round. And you just named several who were a part of the Cowboys' official 30 visits. Jalen Hyatt, Josh Downs. I mean, Downs. I don't think Downs was a 30 visit. Uh, I had Hyatt, Flowers, and – oh, wait. I, I have Downs. And Rice. Those were the three. Okay, I had. I'll double check downs. I do okay. have downs, but nonetheless, these are guys the Cowboys are interested in, and Don, I think Downs confirmed at the combine that there was some interest, even if informal. So, sure. Cowboys are looking, they're looking, and they're going to get somebody. I don't think there's any question about that. The, the The question is, that's five spots gone. Let's assume five at some point in time in the draft they're going to acquire a receiver. I think we all pretty much are in agreement with mm-hmm. that. Okay, so that's five receivers of your six. So now you got Tolbert. Semi Fajoko and the rest of the committee that they acquire that is already sitting there on practice squad and their guys that they're going to be acquiring onto their practice squad. Yep. Battling for one spot. I love it. One. One. I, I like it. I love it. If you assume the, the, the Beamer situation where if you need a guy in December, you call T.Y. Call for some dessert. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go so, get your dessert. You gesture for some dessert. Exactly. Which one of those Garcon. guys? Which one of the these younger receivers that you're hoping take a step up has the biggest possibility of taking a step up? Which one do you have I the have most confidence answer. in? I know the my most, answer. the most confidence. Yeah, I'm gonna go with Simi. Okay. I'm Why is that? Because I think that he's had a year to sit back and and really appreciate what a role on special teams means to this team, and how he got, he got a chance to sit there and watch Noah Brown. Mm-hmm. You know, kind of ascend and then obviously disappear based upon who's that quarterback. But he got the, a chance to see how long he stuck around doing one thing really well mm-hmm. while you're still developing at receiver. And I think that this past year, having taken that off, right, uh, rehabbing and working with, with Britt Brown and the rest of the, the rehabilitation squad, I think he's he's learned, if he hadn't already known, what hard work 
really is and mm-hmm. what's required to compete at this level and stay on a roster, um, whether it's on this team or another team. Right. I think that time is very important to sit back and just analyze where you're at and what value you present, because you recognize during that time that the train keeps moving. Mm. Right. So I'm not assuming that he that he came with a big head or anything like that. But I'm saying I have spent a lot of time and you recognize how minute you are in comparison to the grand scheme of things. And it gives you a greater appreciation for the opportunities that you have present to you. Here's where I am. And my answer is also semi Fajoko for slightly different reasons, but not entirely different. Um, been in the system multiple years. Um, Mike McCarthy loves him. Dak Prescott, there's chemistry there. Mm-hmm. Hell, Simi even has chemistry with the backups. Okay. Simi Fajoko was one of the more dominant players in this last yeah. year's training camp. I mean, it's if, and, and you can attest to it, Kyle. Didn't it feel like every day Simi Fajoko was making a play of some sort? Yeah. It also felt like there was every day he was making a mistake of some sort. Fair. Too. So, like, that goes, so that's, it so goes that to goes the to inconsistency. I, I feel like if you put it, even if that considered, you put it all in a package, and it's hard for me to compare that to the struggles that Jalen Tolbert, for example, had in year one, and say Jalen Tolbert has the edge going into 2023 over Semi Fajoko, who even with the mistakes, and he still needs to grow, and he's coming off of the injury, he's been in the system, he understands the quarterbacks, he understands the timing, and he's been developing, not simply as, because he came in as more of a speed guy, but he's learning how to attack the ball at the high point. He's getting better with running his route. So you're seeing some development there. Whereas if you look at the others who have to fight with him to get that sixth spot, presumably, you don't have as many pros versus as many cons. So I think the lead horse for WR6 right now mm-hmm. has to be Semi Fajoko, and I think that's going to be the case in Fajoko, much like Tobert and some of these other guys. He's he's in the Dak yard as well this offseason working <laughs> with Dak Prescott and now Brandon Cooks and some of these other guys. So I think the edge goes to Semi Fajoko for WR6, but if you're talking about one of the more interesting position battles going into the summer, like wide receiver, especially if the Cowboys do what we expect, which is draft a guy. Oh, man, that's that's gloves off. Yeah, it's going to be, it's gonna be that's real. Gloves and I think you, have, you also have to start looking at what value do each of those guys bring. Mm-hmm. You're talking, you're talking about yeah. Simi Fajoko is more versed now yep. in special teams. Simi Fajoko also has a larger frame, mm-hmm. okay, and he's more physical. Mm-hmm. So when you look at the receiver room as it stands, who's your physical receiver? Uh, probably Fajoko, 6'3", 220. I mean, that's probably your you know guy. Like Noah, yeah. Brown, Noah Brown was your physical guy. Yeah, he was your get get his hands dirty. Exactly, right? Get He's, up in a guy's chest Crack play. back, yeah. blocks, you know, get yeah. in there, be in the wing position, block the end. We'll even so think about just getting outside. Think about just getting on the outside and yeah. having a contested catch guy. You don't really have one of those on your roster right now. No, so if you're going to draft a guy, maybe that's where you look. Maybe that's the type of receiver, the, the prototype True. that you're looking at. True. Because you need that outside. How big is that from a quarterback standpoint of having different elements of receivers? Yeah, different, different, different frames, types. Different styles. Yeah, yeah all, all that stuff matters. I mean, every situation presents something different, right? So you have an advantage and disadvantage in every situation, every play on every passing scheme. So you need to have a go-to guy. Sometimes I need to come in there and have a quick guy that I need. I need to be able to beat a beat a slot. Um, I sometimes I mean beat a nickelback. Sometimes I need a uh, a route specialist, right? Sometimes I need a sure-handed guy. Sometimes I need a guy to just go up there and go grab that thing and just yep. eat some cereal off somebody's helmet, <laughs> right? It doesn't have to be the best no, ball, no. but if I put it up there, he's going to come down with no, it. No. So depending on the situation, you need the versatility of guys. There are very few teams in this league that have the same style of receiver. Very few. Better look at Kansas City. 
to make that point, yeah. Kansas City, they, they get specialists yep. at wide receiver. They yeah. get the speedster. They get the route runner. You know, they get the, the tough guy who wants to get dirty and crack a chest plate. Yeah, so that I think the Cowboys, and this is something we kind of touched on a few weeks ago, it's interesting because I, I've seen the Cowboys start to borrow from a formula like what you're seeing in Kansas City, especially at the wide receiver position. And if you do that, the formula is proven, and that excites me. It, it's it's fine to do wide receiver by committee if your committee is elite in everything they specialize in. Yeah. C.D. Lamb is elite, is becoming elite, and arguably he is now elite in what he specializes in. Brandon Cooks is elite in what he specializes in. Speed, taking the top off. Michael Gallup, if he can have a bounce back here, he's elite at eating cereal off of the top of a guy's helmet. Okay, And then you add from there. So for me, I see what the Cowboys doing at this moment as – eerily reminiscent of what the Kansas City Chiefs have been doing for years now. Mm -hmm. They lost Tyreek Hill in the trade, or not lost him because you trade the guy, you didn't lose him. So they trade Tyreek Hill and everybody said, oh, well, the, the sky's going to fall. Patrick Mahomes is going to turn into so fast, yeah, kryptonite. Not so fast. What do you do? You bring in Juju, a guy who was specialized, he specialized in this particular thing, which complimented Nicole with special, go dogs, which complimented Nicole who specialized mm -hmm. in a certain thing. Cowboys can stand to learn from that formula, and I think they are. Ah, man, that's so interesting because I feel like if they were to follow that path, they would need to add one more guy, and it would be a physical bodied wide receiver that's going to be a starting caliber guy on the outside, which there's a couple of those guys in the draft. But for the most part, and even reports coming out lately that aren't necessarily surprising, but it actually helps the Cowboys, is that the league isn't as high on this wide receiver class mm. as the media is. Yeah. That there's there's thoughts that these wide receivers are going to start slipping. Maybe not the top guys. Maybe not the Jackson Smith and Jigbas, the Jordan Addisons, the Quinton Johnstons. But like that second tier, the names that I wrote read off earlier, they might slip. This league apparently the league does not like it, or that's what the reports are. The league is not as infatuated with these wide receivers as the media is. So or, if you get to fifty eight, could that be subterfuge? From just GMs, and it's just gonna bull, 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 bull. We're gonna see we've, a wide receiver run. That. We've seen that. You, you might see, see that, but to me, from Dallas's perspective, you might also see them. What we talked about in the last episode, go out there and acquire a big boy tight end, uh, just because of what this tight end. Say his role. name. Yeah, I just, say his I, name. Say his name. Uh, but. Yeah, he's from your school. Say his name. He's from your school. But I'm saying that there are guys out there Darn that they might now. they might go out there and acquire because of what this what. Linda Wells has done with that tight end group sure. historically. And, and knowing getting versatile guys at that position group make it so that you don't have to have as deep of a receiving core. That makes sense. As, as, as Say his names. Yeah. Darnell Washington, also one of the Cowboys' official 30 visits. I had a, yep. a conversation with Lunda kind of off the cuff last week about Darnell and uh, Lunda's eyes lit up. Yeah. Mm. Big fan of Darnell Washington. There you go. So. Now, to be fair, there are a couple of other players that he's also uh, a fan of the Cowboys potentially looking into first and early second round. Um, but that conversation was specific to Darnell. And I was just wondering, you know, what was his feel on him, strengths, opportunities for improvement. And uh, Lunda really, really likes what Darnell brings to the table. And he agrees that he's, like he's a like – yeah, How could you fool. not – I he's mean, a freak of a, of you talk a about you talk about ceiling. It's hard to not like what yeah. he brings to the table. So, yeah. really interesting to to keep in mind. All right, when we come back, mm -hmm. we are going to take some calls. Yes, eight 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 five five two two nine seven. The door now. is wide open. Call whatever, us. whatever you want to talk about. Mm. We're called talking cowboys. You're for a right. reason. So let's talk. So let's talk. 
888-855-2297. Give us a call. We'll answer those phone calls and hear from Cowboys Nation when we come back right after this. When you build, you start with the foundation. And home ownership is a foundation of a stable future. The Bank of America Community Home Ownership Commitment has helped over 34,000 people lay the groundwork so far. With up to $10,000 towards your down payment or 3% of the purchase price, whichever is less, the satisfaction of owning your own place can become a reality. Visit bankofamerica.com slash homeowner to learn more. What would you like the power to do? Bank of America N.A. Equal housing lender. Credit and collateral is subject to approval. Restrictions apply. This is not a commitment to lend. Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Everyone's done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savanna. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Are you ready to take coffee off your grocery list forever? Black Rifle Coffee Club is here to help. As a coffee club member, you'll get your favorite coffees roasted, packaged, and shipped to your door free of charge on your preferred schedule. Set it, forget it, and never run low on coffee again. Members also get exclusive deals on coffee, products, and discounts from partner brands. Ease your mind and let Black Rifle worry about your coffee supply. Go to BlackRifleCoffee.com to join the coffee club today. Back to Talking Cowboys. Hey, Isaiah. Yes? What are you doing this time of year? Are you doing a lot of reading? Yeah. Doing a lot of reading Absolutely, this yeah. time of day? What are, what are some of the things that you're reading? Oh, you're talking about this thing right here, the good old cowboy star? I mean, you know what I mean? The draft? That, did you, you had a big part in that, didn't you? I did, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've been reading this draft guide a lot here, getting ready for the draft here, Kyle. I'm really looking forward to it. It's really informative. Yeah, that's the official 2023 Dallas Cowboys Star Magazine NFL Draft Guide. If you want to just call it the Cowboys Draft Guide, you can do that, that's too. That's fine, yeah. Uh, now available, this year's edition features scouting reports for more than ever and over 500 prospects listed in all. Mm, there are also mm, features mm. On the passion for football in Texas, the annual mock draft, and do the science yourself. Mm, science. The science of selecting a running back is in the first round, and, and that's in the, the the guide as well. Do your Cowboys draft with the Cowboys uh, by getting your draft guide today, DallasCowboys.com slash star. Listen, that draft guide is biblical. It is. Like the amount of work that our guy Kyle put into that. K to the Y. Shouts out to Kurt as well. Kurt Daniels, Michael Villarreal. Yep. Yeah. Man, everybody, everybody did a great job. Everybody. And, and thanks, guys, for letting me tap in on that and get the you know an episode of the Science Lab in there talking about it. That was the science. first was thing fun. I read when yes, I got science. it. science. You know, like yes. you get a yearbook, a lot of times the first thing you do is you flip to your, your own picture. <laughs> you know, yeah. like that wasn't the case with me. 
I, I flipped right to your story and I read the the. And that's back funny story. because me, I, I'm like Erica Badu, and I'm sensitive about my. Sh- so <laughs> I actually flew right past mine. I went straight to your work. <laughs> I went straight to yours. Let me see what <laughs> Kyle is talking about. <laughs> let me not. Let me not read that. Yeah, let me uh, not oh read my, You know what page I went yeah, to, Kyle? Which one did you go to? He went to find the centerfold. You dog a home. And then he took the staple wrong, out. Wrong Cowboy Star I magazine. Went to, bro. I went to page 52, Kyle. Oh, that's You know what I want at 26? Yeah, you, you, you want, want a big, big boy. Want a big boy, a big fella. A big boy. Straight to the middle of the middle of the magazine, boys. He's, he's, he's holding up a picture boy. of Osiris Torrance. Mm-hmm. It's not a it's not a centerfold poster that you can rip out, unfortunately. That's but. okay. Yeah, maybe next year. He's taking up the whole page. Put it on, yes, that's <laughs> literal. Yeah. Man, how much of how many of those would we have sold if we would have just put a big centerfold like picture and it's B. John Robinson edited into oh, a Cowboys easy uniform? Money. Easy money. And it's just that. Easy like, <laughs> and just sold all those. It's bait. <laughs> but it's easy. Money. It would be bait. It's bait. It would but totally it's easy be money. bait. <laughs> all right. Uh, let's take some calls from Cowboys Nation, shall we? Shall. Start things off in the great state of Florida. Dan O is on the line. Dan, you're back on Talking Cowboys. How's it going? <laughs> Good. How are you guys doing? Wonderful. We're doing great. What's Cooking on your mind? Dino. Great. <clears throat> well, I want to talk uh, a little bit about the uh, the O and D line. Okay. Okay. I know. I know Jerry Jones made a comment, <clears throat> something to the effect that Steele should be the swing tackle. I think that's a huge mistake. Uh, I think you got to have seventy three out at left tackle. You got to get a guard. You got to get a real road grader in this draft, and there are several. Mm-hmm. And and. And I think Patrick and, and, and uh, some of you other folks have said taking a guard at 26 isn't the worst thing in the world. I totally agree with that. Matter of fact, that's where I would go. Piotrowski um, is solid, I think. Zach Martin is Zach Martin. And everything I've seen and read about Terrence Steele is that he's making great progress in his mm-hmm. rehab. Uh, you know, Tyrone, I would give him his gold jacket. Uh, if he wants to be the swing tackle and can accept that position, I would go that route. But I, I don't see the sense in putting him in. He hasn't played an entire season since, I think, 2017. So we're talking, you know, five, six seasons. He, 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 you know, the best, uh, you know, uh, uh, what's that saying? The best ability is availability. Oh, yeah. He isn't, he isn't around that often. And I'd hate to see the continuity of that offensive line broken up because for one puzzle piece of the puzzle. Um. And then on the D line, I got to be honest. Um, I, I, I I'm glad they got Hankins back. I mean, as I agree totally with Patrick. That man is the key up front. I, I wish we had gotten Carlos Watkins back. I, mm-hmm. I really do. Mm-hmm. I think that is a big time loss. Uh, I mean, Odigizua is solid. I think Chauncey Goldstein has got the ability, uh, the potential to be something special inside. And that's just my thoughts. I'm not a Neville Gallimore fan. Um, I, I mean, I watched every game. He seems to get washed a lot. I mean, if you remember that back-breaking throw to Kittle over the middle in, in the uh, San Fran game, he's in coverage on the guy. Why? If you look at that, he gets washed down the line of scrimmage, turns around, sees you know, Kittle, and he faces him. Uh, maybe that's good, but I don't know. Um, anyway, that that's just my nickel. I, I really think that I think the Cowboys, I'm tired of the Dak bashers. I'm so tired of them. Mm -hmm. I mean, he played at an elite level. We have seen him play at an elite level. And I think two things. I I do agree that making the change uh, at the OC was was necessary. And I also think Philbin 
just, you know, I don't think he was getting the most out of those guys. I don't know anything much about this new guy other than, uh, you know, he was with Tom Landry. Well, that's 50 yeah. years ago. Um, that was the offensive. That was the offensive line coach, by the way. That 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 was with Landry. Really? Yeah. Jeez, I don't. I don't remember that. But yeah. uh, he's got to be in his early seventies at this point. Yeah. Um, you know, I just don't know if if that's a great fit. But again, you know, I'm sitting here and those guys are sitting there making the decision. So that's, that's something. Um, but again, I just think grabbing a guard is the most important thing. I think. Uh, I agree with the receivers. Um, I, I'd love to see T.Y. Hilton back. I think it's, I think it's really, I think Dak got something going with him too, and I think you got to look at a comfortability factor. Completely agree, and, Dan. Thanks so much for the call. Really appreciate right. you. And and let's let's start with let's start with offensive line because that's where he kind of wanted to go initially. And we've brought this topic of conversation up in terms of Terrence Steele. We've we've brought the topic of conversation up with Tyron Smith. Do you think it's all just a smokescreen? Do you think it's all just I hope so. Playing games. I, I hope mean, so. because it could be it could be just playing that card just to kind of rile everybody up. It could be. Um and we we know as well as everyone else knows that Jerry Jones does love to stir the pot a bit every once in a while, keep the Cowboys names in the in yeah. the headlines and at the water cooler as talking points and and hopefully this is what that is. Uh just logistically speaking though, and we talked about this in detail a couple weeks ago, I just don't see how it how it makes great roster sense to demote Terrence Steele or try to move him inside, which is what some people are speculating might happen. I think Terrence Steele, he's proven that he's a really good starter at right tackle. Yep. And you keep with that. So if he's going to be on this roster, which it appears that he will be, and we'll see if, you know, barring any kind of uh, other team making an offer that the Cowboys don't want to match because the Cowboys have a second-round tender on him, they get a second-round pick, et cetera, et cetera. But assuming that Terrence Steele is still on the team uh, come September and he's healthy and ready to go, he has to be your starting right tackle. Don't create issues where issues don't exist yeah. because you already have issues to figure out. Guess what? Your left guard needs to be figured out. You need to figure out how you're going to do this Tyler Smith versus Tyron Smith thing. But on the left side, so on the right side, a healthy um, Terrence Steele plus Zach Martin, you got that side figured out. Don't don't go shuffling it unnecessarily. Tyron Smith, by the way, I mean, since 2020, he's played in 17 games. Since 2020, that's three seasons. He's missed two entire regular seasons in terms of games, worth of games. He's missed 24 games in the last... I'm not demoting Terrence Steele. Three seasons. 24. Or that's not that's not even 24. That's terrible math on my part. That's 34 games in the last two or three seasons. Isaiah, that's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Um, and unfortunately, he can't help that. Uh, but when he's present, I don't think there's anybody who's had any complaints about his performance. Nope. nope. He's an animal. But that's, that's a problem. The, that's, that's a problem, but that's, uh, that's what he can control. Mm-hmm. Right? So as long as the Dallas Cowboys decide to keep him around, he's going to control the controllables. And that's performing well when he's on the field. Now, the other aspect, that's for the upper management to figure out in mm-hmm. terms of what that situation looks like. But when he's called upon and when he's on the field, he shows up. Until they start talking about his play is falling off, <laughs> he, he gonna be around. He gonna be around. He I mean, every around. time that he's played in at least double digit games since 2013, double digit games since 2013, he's made a Pro Bowl. That's all it's been. 
He even played he 11 plays. games in 2021, when and he, he made plays, a Pro Bowl. He is stellar yeah, he's when he plays. But it's that's the biggest asterisk there. Uh, quickly hit on the defensive line. He mentioned Neville Gallimore and how he's been disappointing. He's not alone in that sentiment. I think Neville Gallimore is under the microscope as soon as training camp is underway in yeah. Oxnard. He, I mean, he's going to be heavily scrutinized. Yes. Understood. Yes. Because of the role that they had – the role that they had set for him to fulfill, mm-hmm. I think they wanted him to be what Hankins is. I don't think they wanted him to be more of a penetrator than versus being a, a run stopper. You know, I, I, I think he's I think he's kind of fallen into the category of a penetrator now instead of being that big big man that really locks things up in the inside. He's more so that he's more so the latter than than the guy that's actually holding things up and being a John Hankins. Uh, so. I think that they're hoping that he kind of fulfills that role mm-hmm. and kind of acknowledges that, hey, we don't need more guys getting vertical up the field. Like, we got Oso, we got Chauncey. Yeah, we have guys for that, right, yeah. to, the, to the point we were just talking about on, in regards to offense. We need guys that can go up there and clog some things up and, and consume blocks. And if you can't be that guy, then to Kyle's point, you're going to be heavily scrutinized. And I hope that they address that in the draft again or in free agency again. But they need to add somebody behind Big John Hankins. They have to add somebody else. I agree else. with that. Um, no secret, uh, I was and remain high on Neville Gallimore. And I can tell you what I think the problem is with Neville Gallimore. And I've said this before in a couple of uh, Science Lab articles. He's a bowling ball. And with a bowling ball, bowling balls require momentum. So if you go back and you look at his film pre-NFL and in the NFL, the more reps he gets, the more momentum he gets, the more of an impact player he is. Once you start to reduce those reps, he loses momentum, and then when you put him in the game, you're not going to see nearly as much impact. How Dan Quinn balances that going forward, knowing that he has so many guys that he can throw waves and waves of guys at at opposing offenses, that's going to be the challenge. I have seen Neville Gallimore be an impact player, but his biggest plays, his biggest games he's had with the Cowboys and prior to coming to the Cowboys has been games where he's logged a lot of reps. Once he gets going, he's very hard to stop. But until you get him going, he's not as hard to stop. So the talent is there, but he's very momentum-based. So I I refer to him as a bowling ball. Juggernaut. There you go. I like that. Juggernaut, Marvel style. Once he gets going, there's nothing that's really stopping him. But if you get him standing still, then it's easy to keep him from moving forward. So that's the perfect analogy for Neville Gallimore. Now, as far as Carlos Watkins is concerned, the Cowboys tried to keep him. Uh, Spoke with Dan Quinn uh, not one day before Carlos Watkins went to the Arizona Cardinals. And then if you go and look at the Arizona Cardinals, um, the deal they gave him one year of minimum deal – Obviously, the Cowboys were willing to match that, maybe even go a little bit over. It just seems like Carlos Watkins decided that it was a better situation for him in Arizona. Maybe he gets more reps because they clearly, at the defensive line, the interior, they don't have as many bodies vying for reps as the Cowboys do. So from a player standpoint, it makes sense. He wants to play. And if the money is equal or similar, there you go. And he's going to another dome team in a warm climate. It's not like he's going outside to Green Bay. So from a Carlos Watkins standpoint, I get it. But the Cowboys and Dan Quinn, Dan Quinn specifically told me he was hopeful and optimistic after they got Hankins that they could keep Watkins, but Watkins made his choice. So kind of some clarity there. But Chauncey Golston, needle pointing due north. Osa Odigizua is coming off of a breakout season. So we, we can't 
look at Osa and say, okay, well, we feel like he can be, if you're a Cowboys fan, it's, oh, we, we feel like he can take the next step. He's already taken a huge step, mm-hmm. so you have to now be excited about where he can go from here. A couple things on that. I mean, first, you got to also, and this adds to your point, but you got to remember that when he was drafted in 2020, Mike Nolan was the head of this defense. Mm-hmm. I mean, it was one year and then it was Dan Quinn, so he might have had a role change. Yep. Yeah. He might have been yep. thought as a three technique, as a guy who can go sideline to sideline. I just went back and looked at my scouting report that I had him on a, in, had on him in the 2020 Neville draft. Sideline to sideline for Neville Gallimore. Mm-hmm. I was like, you, he doesn't have bend. He doesn't have pass rush ability. But he's still somebody that's gonna he's gonna defend the run, he's gonna plug up gaps, he's gonna Time take over. up multiple gaps. Yeah. I love the ball the bowling ball reference. I really do. And then the second thing on it is if I were to say today what the pick would be at fifty eight, I don't think it's gonna happen at twenty six. I would put a strong feeling that it would be Mozzie Smith from Michigan. Interior defensive line, big time one technique to come in and learn behind Jonathan Hankins. Yes. Really, he, he, Hankins. in my opinion, Mozzie Smith was the best run defender I watched in the interior defensive line in college football. I love it, Cobb. We so, go one pick, first pick one and yeah. two with the big fellas on the inside. Go, go watch I'm him. Be excited. Go watch him for me. Mozzie. I'll send you. I'll send you some tape. Isaiah. Yes. I want you to watch him for I me. Will and do that. I want you to let me know what you think about I would it. Would definitely. All right, let's go to Brian in Iowa. You're on talking Woo! Cowboys, Brian. How's it going? Hey, it's going pretty good. How are you guys doing this great. morning? Doing great. What's on your mind? Awesome. Well, I just heard you guys talking about Hankins. I think that was the biggest prize in the, in the offseason for the Cowboys. And um, I believe that the Cowboys are not done doing their due diligence mm. in the free agency or um, – or a post draft. Do you know something that I, we don't know? Or are you trying to you no. trying to drop a scoop here? What you, what you got on him? <laughs> no, I think uh, Jerry and Stephen are, are uh, working their wheel magic of being the the, the genius of businessmen that they are, mm. and and showing the media that they're not afraid doing what they do best. Okay, and what is how do you expect them to use that over the next couple of weeks? Um, I expect them to either trade up in the draft okay. or or trade down to get multiple picks, to get mo- more valuable uh, players that that they feel like could help the team to get to that next step. Brian, I love this, and you just gave us the perfect transition into our third segment. Thank you for the call. We're going to take our second break. Brian and Iowa just set us up perfectly. Are the Cowboys going to pick at 26? (laughs) Will they pick at 26, or are there other options available? We'll talk about it when we come back right after this with more Talking Cowboys. Todd thought it would be secure to jog in the cheetah savannah. Todd believed the big cat repellent he bought online was reliable. And now Todd is trying to be faster than this cheetah that can run 80 miles per hour. But the good news is Todd has AT&T 5G that is fast, reliable, and secure. And he learned the best thing to do is stop running and toss her the backpack with the beef stew. AT&T 5G. Fast, reliable, secure. It's not complicated. 5G requires compatible plan and device. 5G may not be available in your area. See att.com slash 5G for you for details. Black Rifle Coffee Company serves premium coffee to people who love America. When you drink Black Rifle Coffee, you are directly supporting veterans, law enforcement, and first responders in your community. 
Black Rifle's expert roasters love coffee almost as much as Texas loves football, so it makes sense that America's Coffee partnered with America's team. Go online at BlackRifleCoffee.com and fuel up with the official coffee of the Dallas Cowboys. That's BlackRifleCoffee.com to fuel up today. This week! Did you get to work on time? Yeah, but I just realized it's Sunday. Little Sweet says head on home. Dr. Pepper's on its way. So sweet, unique. Baby, there's nothing better. I bet you've probably done something that deserves a Dr. Pepper. Did you invest your nest egg in an NFT? Yeah, and I don't even know what that is. It's a non-fungible token. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys? Jack Black. Right now, you can get the Jack Black Starter, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The starter includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word TEAMJB. That's getjackblack.com slash cowboys. The Jack Black Starter, 10 bucks, free shipping. Back to Talking Cowboys. Back here on Talking Cowboys, Global Superstars. Guys, wait for this, wait for this, wait for this. I'm waiting. Dolly Parton and Garth Brooks are coming together for the first time ever to host the Academy of Country Music Awards. Join them live in person (laughs) at Country Music's Party of the Year going down on May 11th at Ford Center at the Star in Frisco. Very few tickets remain. Get yours before they're gone at SeatGeek.com. You missed it. Here uh, yeah! I wanted to do it again. I wanted to <laughs> hear go. Isaiah it again. I talk about two titans of their industry. Garth and Dolly. Garth and Dolly? I mean, are you kidding me? Dolly. I'm going to have to try and sneak into that one. Deities. Nobody heard that from upstairs. I'm watching. No, I'm going to I'm going to I'm going to sneak into that one. All right. Our friend Brian in Iowa set us up very nicely. I like Iowa. Isaiah. <laughs> would you if you were the Cowboys at 26, would you rather, and I'll keep it simple, trade up or trade down in this draft? What would you rather do? Trade up, spend some picks, go get a higher quality prospect, or pull the parachute, get out, and take in some high quality picks in return? That's the only options I have, Kyle? Only two. Give me a double parachute for 3000 Wow, double. You're trading out twice? You're going to trade down to 34 and then you're going to trade down to 45? With the John Schneider approach. He trades out the seventh round. Um, yeah, go go get some more. Okay. Go get some more. Uh, not necessarily for this year, but in, you know for years to come. But I don't want them trading out. I think 26 is a good spot for, for what spot. they need right now. I think they've done a great job positioning themselves okay. for the 26 pick. Okay. That's not a bad idea. If Bijan is not there at around, and I'm, I've said it, if he's there still on the clock at 19, still available at 19, you're on the phone, you should be making some calls. Okay. Uh, assuming he's gone, and I think he's gone top 10, definitely top 15, um, pull the parachute. Get out of there. Because I feel like the, the odds of you 
anyone you pick at 26, Avila notwithstanding, mm-hmm. Torres notwithstanding, will be there for you at, you know, 38, okay. 39. And then you get back one a pick having already sent two picks away, which Kyle and I were laughing about before we got on, uh, before we went hot, because you sent two-fifths away, one for Gilmore, one for Cooks, and we're not saying that's a bad thing because yep. it's not a bad thing. We're simply saying it's, you know, objectively it's the fact you, you sent away two picks, and we love the reason you sent those away. However, here's a chance to get a pick back and a plus one back. Mm-hmm. And, again, you're not talking – I wouldn't double parachute. Like, no, we're not. No, we're not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But – if you're talking about going from 26 to, you know, high 30s, low 40s, get you another pick, still in a great position for early day two, I think I'd be – I'm completely fine with that. I know a lot of Cowboys fans who will be sitting around all night on Thursday waiting to see who the Cowboys pick in the first round just to find out that the Cowboys traded back. will be yeah. very upset. But we've also seen that just because you're upset – one day doesn't mean you won't be <laughs> elated the next. Circle back to free agency if you need yep. evidence. Well, even so, last year's draft, too, a lot of people on Twitter go. were <laughs> posting their reactions to Tyler Smith. I would absolutely trade a fun day one for an electric day two. Okay. Let me That's put it fair. that way. I, and you mentioned a lot of names earlier, the 30 visit names. Mm-hmm. If you're looking at breadcrumbs with this Cowboys team, the way that they brought in those 30 visits, those prospects are second round, early second round picks. A lot of them are too rich for 58. They're not going to be there at 58, but they're also not valuable enough for 26. You call them tweeners? Is that what you? (laughs) Exactly. So if you're looking at that, then that means trading down is a possibility to get multiple of those guys. Think about this. If, If you were to trade up, I've heard of a couple landing spots. 16 is one if they really wanted to go get up and try and get Bijan. Bijan makes it out of the top 15. Bijan Robinson, the running back from Texas, is there. It's 16. You get on the phone, you start making calls to try and get up to 16, 17, or 18. It's probably going to cost you your 26th overall pick, Mm -hmm. maybe a second rounder. And then maybe like a like a late round (laughs) six round. Let me ask you guys this question. At 26, mm-hmm. this is for all S's and giggles, okay? Yep. You have an option to get Bijan or an option to get Avila. It's not even – like, he, they're both at 26. They're both at 26. I, sorry, Steve Avila, I'm out. It's, it's, I'm, it's I'm done. Bijan. At 26? Yeah, no, I'm going straight to Bijan, and I'm running that card in. The, like the Bijan, reason I've will. been out He's going to have a longer career. No, Bijan. I'm not even – and I'm no, I'm not even going to play that game. I think Bijan's a better yeah. player. I would say I was out on talking about Bijan because I – in no world I see him available at 26. But no. in this scenario, it's if he's there at 26, what are we even I'm talking doing about? I'm What are yeah. we even talking about? Seriously, what are we talking about? Okay. I've, I've heard some – Interesting things about If he's there Steve. at 26, you grab Bijan at 26. Yeah, unfortunately, you lose out on Avila, and I'm huge on Avila. But you lose out on Avila. Then what you can do, though, is you can package to move up in the second round from 58, and you go back and you, you address the offensive line there. So now you yeah. got your electric running back, and you address your offensive line, and then you go from there and figure it out. But, yeah, I just, no. You no, don't like I'm drafting sorry. a running back, do you? I don't. At 26? Not, I, that's almost like getting Bijan in the second round. I that's take a, basically. I, I'm taking emotions out of it. 
I'm taking emotions out. So I'm not saying that you guys aren't. I'm not saying that you guys aren't. Trust me. I'm if you go at watch it, the I'm film. looking at it from. I not, I get it. He's, I, I, but he but he can only do as There's much no as his line, my emotions. But he can only do as much as his offensive line allows for. His offensive line in Texas was absolute garbage. He still ran for 1,400 yards and 20 touchdowns. I think he's okay. I think he's fine. Yeah, Ezekiel was kind of good in college too. So I mean, yeah. Yeah. And how long did he how long did he last here? Seven years. Okay. That's and a how long would a lineman last here? Well depends. Are we talking about Tyron Smith or are we talking about I'm talking depends. about I'm talking about a Zach Martin. That I'm talking depends. about a, a Fredericks. I'm talking about you know you what I'm saying? Like but you, Osiris you Torrance and Steve Avila are not Travis Frederick and not Zach Martin. It is more comparable to put Bijan up against the OSU version of Ezekiel Elliott than it would be to put Torrance or Avila up against a Zach Martin or, you know, Travis Frederick out of Wisconsin or Tyron Smith. It's it's those are two different conversations. Yeah. I, I I get it. But so I'm, I get it. So let me ask you this: Would you, you, you in twenty six? You select on, a want over a need. I got hold on, I got a question. I got a question. Yes, I got a question. If it's Bijan, would you have mm-hmm. taken Ezekiel Elliott at twenty six overall if that was the scenario? If the answer is yes, you just answered your Bijan no. question. You Not, would, I have to go back and look at what the roster looked like back then. No, I mean in this scenario because again. No, Bijan. I think comps I think it's easier. Elliot. I think it's easier to find a, a free agent running back than it is to find a dominant offensive lineman. Agreed. That's that's my that's my only perspective. That's, I agree. That's my in, perspective in a, in a vacuum that is one hundred percent accurate. Yeah. And there is no yes. one who pounds yeah. the table more for RBs matter than me. Period. Hands down. That said. Not all RBs are created the same. Absolutely so what agree. you will get in free agency is not always going to be what you might get. If you have a shot at a Bijan or an Ezekiel Elliott, could you have replaced DeMarco Murray with a free agent running back? Yeah. You, you got a thousand yards out of uh, Darren McFadden, but was Darren McFadden ever going to be for you with Ezekiel Elliott? Was for you in his prime? The answer is no. Is a free agent going to be what Bijan can be for you? No disrespect to any free agent. They all bring value to the table. But let's have a straight, honest conversation. Mm-hmm. The answer is no. So if Bijan, for whatever reason, is there at 26, that's the answer. That's the pick. Gotcha. But I don't see that he will be. Oh, so yeah. that makes I mean, yeah, all of this a yeah, this, is, this is a super <laughs> hypothetical. I, I just go by the... I don't think it's out of the question. I really don't. And here's the thing. If you're... If you're a team in the top 10, you're having this exact same conversation because there are more dominant players in the top 10. Top that's 15. a more difficult conversation. That's what I'm saying. Good. Ooh, at 26, it no should fun. not be a conversation because, like you said initially, that's a second-round grade yes. on a player for the most part. Bijan's a top 10 player in this draft. Understood. But because of the positional value, I don't think it's out of the ordinary that he does slip to 26. Mm. Do you think? Do I think it's likely? No. no. Do I think it's possible? Yes. Absolutely. Now – I, 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 like I said, I agree with what your statement was where it's easier to find a running back than it is to find a dominant offensive lineman. If you could guarantee me that Osiris Torrance, Steve Avila are going to be those dominant forces, they're going to be the Zach Martins of the world, mm-hmm. then yes, give me those guys. But mm-hmm. they're, neither one of those are guarantees. There are knocks against both of their games. Bijan, it's hard to even knock his game. Because he was that dominant. Listen, think about it this way. Think about it this way. Lamb, Cooks, Gallup, Ferguson, Hendershot, Pollard, Mm Bijan with Dak at quarterback. Mm -hmm. Stop him. Mm -hmm. I dare you. Give it your best shot. Good luck. I mean, this is what you could, in your hypothetical, (laughs) this is what you could have. With a 26th overall pick? I I, I hear you. You you know, you know. (laughs) 
New York Giants, Philadelphia Eagles, no, you're, Washington uh, Commanders, uh, defensive lines. I knew it. I knew that was coming. Do you know? I'm more. I'm more confident. I'm more confident that Bijan will make an instant impact than I am. As much as I love Listen, a villain, you're talking Torrance, to somebody, than I am. You're talking than to somebody I am that who, villain Torrance will. You're talking to somebody who played with like a physical specimen like Brandon Jacobs. Mm-hmm. If you get to him in the backfield, it doesn't matter how great he is. It doesn't matter how dominant of a physical juggernaut he is. If you get to him in the backfield, if you let him get past the line of scrimmage because the offensive line is blocking for him, yeah. now you got problems. Isaiah, you're not so that's wrong. What I'm, I know, I so this, I'm this, not is why, this is why I said I, 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 so you I could, totally get what you, you guys could are double saying. back in the yeah. second round, even move up and address your offensive line. I'm not saying ignore your offensive line. So for those that are listening, Isaiah is 100%, Isaiah is 100% correct. What I'm simply adding on is you don't pass on a value like Bijan, a top 10 pick at 26th. You say yes to that, you pull the trigger, and then you figure the offensive line out with the next pick. That's what I'm saying. All right. What I'm saying is we got to get out of here before Bean kicks us out. <laughs> but that's going to do it I'm for us. Here on- it's going to be Nate. Yeah, Nate's going to come in here, and he's going to be talking about <laughs> offensive linemen. He's going to join Isaiah's forces, and it's just going to be over for us. But that's it. All right. We had some fun. We had a lot of stuff today. We yeah. went all over the place. Oh, yeah. For Chris Beam, Isaiah Stanback, Patrick Nosey oh. Walker, I'm Kyle Yeoman saying so long. Oh, rest, yes. Rest oh, in peace. Oh, good catch. Nabbit. Yes, yep. yes, yes. We recently lost a, a legend in the wrestling world. One half of the, the famous Bushwhackers uh, sadly passed away. And as huge wrestling fans, and of course we'll do this for Rob as well, who is another huge wrestling fan, uh, and we honor him every day with the Bushwhacker motion, and it just means that much more so now. So rest well, King. Very well said. We'll see you next week on Talking Cowboys. This has been a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about you, Cowboys?